All right, good morning, everybody. Hope everyone's having a nice week. This is Mike Courtney, Brokerage Director with Mass Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Steve Parisi, President and CEO of IBC Global. Steve, how's everything going this week? Fantastic. How about you, Captain Mike? How are you feeling? Good, good, real good. Um, getting ready to spend a couple of days at the beach with my family, so looking forward to that. Um, you know, our annual uh, few weeks down the shore. I missed the the crabbing trip, unfortunately, but I'm going to pick it up with the you know the rest of the excitement down there. Nice. Um, I wanted to talk to you in particular. Uh, you know, I kind of prepped Steve for this a little bit. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time on these podcasts talking about product, talking about underwriting, talking about different companies and um, marketing and things of that nature. I want to talk to you specifically about um, your process for setting goals yeah. and keeping track of those goals and specifically adjusting those goals or, or like how do you, you know, you're somebody that's like going a mile a minute. 365 days a year. I mean, even more so than most that I deal with. How and when do you step back and really take a good look at what's working, what's not working, what kind of adjustments can we make? How do I filter that through to my team? Um, you know, it's real easy to get stuck in a rut and mentally just be thinking, well, I'm doing what I said I was going to do. So that must be okay. And sometimes it's not okay. Yeah. Good question. Um, and I fully agree with that last statement too, where it's easy to get stuck in a rut. So when it comes to goal setting, like I've got my goals written down and I revisit them constantly. I like to write them down again and then kind of say them out loud and think, does that really make sense? Can I do that? Um, for example, I've got personal goals, professional goals, and then financial goals. And I'll just give you, I've got a number of them, but I'll give you a quick example of personal goals. One of them um, with my wife um, is to spend time with her every weekend in ministry work. I've got a certain, you know, hourly target that I always want to hit just as far as time I spend with her there. Um, and then as far as vacations we take together, we've got a goal for two per year, one with our dogs and one without our dogs. <laughs> but that's just so we can spend time together and work does not become inundated, inundating because it easily can. So, yeah, I want to make sure that, you know, my personal relationship with her is always that's that's number one. I've got time budgeted there and I have to because things can get crowded out from a professional goal. You know, my goal when I set everything back in December of 2019 was originally to grow the company to 150 employees. And at that point in time, we were at about 18 employees, many of which were part time. Now, today, so that was in December 2019, when I had written everything down, worked with a coach on this, and constantly revisiting those goals. Today, we are August 2021. So almost three years from that point in time, we're at 40 employees, all at IBC Global. So continuously growing, we've kind of reassessed our goals and I've looked at it from working with people that have done a lot better than me in business because I was like learning from others and really as I look at it I say you know we can continue to try and just grow as fast as possible so I can hit this personal goal or when I look at some companies that just crank they've got a bunch of stars and superstars 
but they're not quick to hire. When they hire, they're very selective. They're looking for quality people. So we made a recent pivot. Just last week, we put it all into motion where instead of just hiring, 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 we said, okay, we've got 40 people. We're bringing a couple more on, but let's kind of put the brakes on here and invest in all of our people. So what we did, I looked at our, our current budget, current profits and say, okay, let's increase the pay for everyone on payroll to make their current salaries and hourly rates for their position more competitive than everywhere else in the marketplace. This way, we're really showing them we're investing in them. And I looked at it and said, hey, this, this is going to cut into our profits. Like it's a risk too, because I made another move with the marketing. But at the same time, every time you invest in people and you're showing them, hey, thanks for putting all this time and effort into me and the company here, you give back. Every single time I have done that, it's resulted in 10x or greater as far as just a monetary and revenue standpoint because they're pushing it forward as if it's their own. And we're going to incentivize them too so they can participate in the long-term growth because you know it's not, it's not about me building this big company. It's the company that can help others and we've got the people operating it. So that's a, a lot of detail I provided there. But my point is that was a goal I had, get it to 150 as quickly as possible. And three years was the goal. But now it's like, you know what? Let's be very efficient because we've been more successful there from a client satisfaction standpoint and also a revenue standpoint. Let's reinvest in everyone. And I think we can do a lot better that way. And I've seen people that do much, much better than me in business do that. And I've, I've followed their model. I'm like, okay, they're doing it. I see what they're doing. Let's give this a shot. So that's a professional goal. And then the financial goal, I'm not going to be long-winded on that, I promise. Um, in 10 years from 2019, so this would be 2029, we've got a goal to hit $100 million per year in annual revenue. Like that's the financial goal for the company. And then the long-term goal, get it to, to a billion per year in revenue. So we can compete with the WFGs, the other big players out there. Like we want to be the dominant player when it comes to whole life insurance, people interested in the cash value planning, legacy planning with the death benefit, like that's our goal as a company. Like we wanna be the best product, best known, like everything top tier. So we've been putting a lot of effort into that really since day one, um, it's starting to pick up finally, but at the same time, we've got a, a long way to go. Yeah, so when you, you state those goals. It's interesting because your your personal goals were a lot more specific and yeah. kind of um, executable actions, I would say. Yeah. So when you state the financial and the business goals, and you know, I can picture you, you know, writing them down on a piece of paper, and you know, that paper sitting on a board in front of your face. <laughs> there's gotta be 50 things under those goals that are kind of actionable items, right? Yeah, so I mean, there's more than 50 um, to, to say the least, but yeah, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. So to actually grow the company with 40 employees, we're gonna hire more, but- let, And let me ju just for, not that yeah. you need to hear this, no, sometimes no. I need to hear this. Like it's, it's akin to me saying my goal between now and the end of the year is to get into better shape. Right. And I put that it? up on the fridge. Well, that's not get. you know, like I, I would need to literally like write down and keep focused on here's what my breakfast needs to look like. 
right? I drink 20 ounces of water every morning before I do anything. Here's how I need to exercise, like specific actionable items that I can keep track of and look at the end of the day and say, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I did do that. And, you know, yeah. so go ahead. No, no, I'm with you. Like I, I run every day, but I've got, it, it's my routine is identical every single morning as far as I'll run, you know, Saturday and Sunday, five miles a day. Sometimes Saturdays are six um, and then some days are two, Wednesdays are five like today. And then I'll do 50 pull-ups right each day, broken up into three sets. Like I've got my routine because it allows me to eat candy and the stuff I like to eat. Otherwise I, I can't do it. Um, but to the business, like I've got to, I've got to approach it in the exact same manner. So I'll give you one example on the business standpoint as far as how we break that down. We've got 40 employees, 10 years get to 100 million in revenue. So we, we've been growing, right? I mean, we've got over 40 employees and I've got to check the clients. We're close to 2000 and it's growing quickly so our people can handle it. But a problem we ran into, call it a bottleneck as we've grown quickly, is a lot of times people will run into these unique cases which happen every day and say, okay, I don't know what to do. Steve, Here's my situation, help me out. And then when you have that with 40 people or different, so many different departments, my time was being pulled away from marketing and working on creative content to try and attract more people and just solving problems every single day. I mean, for one point, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was an anxiety attack because my, my wife talked me through it. Um, I've never had that kind of stuff in my life, like any kind of panic or anxiety attack. And I almost lost it. I'm like, what is going on in my chest? I've never felt like this because there's so many things hit me at one time. Yeah. And that helped me kind of reset as well. But this led to the goals too and exactly how we would hit the $100 million in revenue is each department. So we've got four or five departments here is take client relations, for example, they, the equivalent would be customer service. There's a lot of times where they will work with people requesting a policy loan and something happens where to delay, the client's upset. Originally, they would reach out and say, Steve, here's the situation. We don't know what to do. We need help. This client's upset. I'm panicking, that kind of stuff. The supervisor, Natasha, knows how to talk to people. She can handle it. She's a pro. Like She don't even need to talk to me. Like I can trust her with it. However, as she has new people, they're going to run to those same experiences that I did as well, just that panicky feeling when talking to people. So instead of them coming to me or them coming to her and saying, hey, they're asking me this, how do I handle it? Here is the pay raise. Here is the long-term incentive. Here's the company vision. Specifically, what we want you to do with the department is A, keep doing what you're doing as far as working with our higher-end clients. Two, train people by your system. So you've learned from me. However, you've learned to do it better than me, your job. There's things you do because you do this specific. Natasha you're talking about. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Be because you do this every single day. You're laser focused on this. I want other people to hear you talk to clients on the phone because you're very good at that. Now, as far as the processing, the technical documents, for making a policy change or something like that, that the problem she's going to run into is new new employees especially will say, I don't know what to do. Did I do this right? Can you check it for me? So let's create training manuals, training videos that they can watch. Then they can ask you. But 
Now, everyone in her department goes to her. If she has a question, she'll try and find out. She'll go to the same resources I would, which is sometimes you, if it's a mass mutual policy or your team and say, okay, here's what to do. And I don't, I don't have to deal with that at all. There's, there's an occasion where she might reach out, but I mean, she positions it in a way to say, hey, here's the situation. Here's my response and solution. I'm uncertain about this one bullet point. So include all the data, highlight the important pieces. I look at it in 30 seconds and say, you got it. This is good. Good note on that piece. Maybe change that verbiage, but she's got it. So in order for me to focus on the things that can help grow the company, that's one example. Hopefully that was enough detail there as far as what that department does. And then each department doing that case design with illustrations. It's very technical. And then also how sales and case design collaborates. Like there's always friction because a sales agent will tell a client, hey, you can do this. And then case design says, you can't design a policy like that. What are you doing? But they're not communicating with the client. So instead of running to me to say, okay, here's how we got to fix it. Let's have collaboration meetings. You guys work together. When a problem comes up, you got to work with each other as if it's my brain. Like I know exactly what to do if I'm working with someone individually, have to have the company operate like that. So what it does is one, get people more comfortable working with each other. They can problem solve, but it takes a lot off of my plate. And then I can focus again on growth of the company, which is really what I've been dedicating my time toward, which will help us hit that target we, we need to hit. Well, it also gives everybody a little bit of a roadmap, which even for my own goals, I need a roadmap. So like yeah. I have goals that really are nothing without all, for me, all the underlying detail. Uh, like I need, it's not that I need someone telling me what to do, but I need to tell myself what to do <laughs> on a daily or weekly basis yeah. to stay on track. Mm -hmm. And I need very specific stuff that you just talked about, where when I'm setting goals, you know, I might have a goal that looks like I want to get into better physical shape, or I want to make, you know, 1.5 times the amount of money that I've made over the last couple of years, or whatever, whatever it is, I want to buy another investment property. I want to do this, I want to do that. But I've got to have, you know, a breakdown of like, what are the steps that are going to help me get there? Um, and really simple executable steps, um, I think for somebody like me or for, for employees, for sure. Yeah. You know, like breaking it down to like, here's the basics of how we're all going to grow. And, uh, you know, you're maybe more keeping track of the big picture, you know, helps folks keep themselves accountable. And, um, you know, as long as you're just like looking at that stuff on a regular basis so that people don't become robots, just kind of following the steps. If the steps are leading to a dead end, you want to be able to adjust. Yeah, you have to. And really it goes beyond just one person, like me setting everything. What we do as a company is a lot of our employees will set goals. And you know, I'll encourage everyone, a couple of them like to meet with me on a quarterly basis or once a month. And it's a quick 20, 30 minute call just to go over the goals. How are we doing? What did we accomplish? What are we struggling with? And it's personal, it's financial, it's professional, everything. 
And it's really for personal accountability, but just as you discuss that with, with someone, it really helps you say, okay, I wanna get to that next level now. I wanna keep pushing forward. Cause I don't, with those personal meetings, I don't push them to hit their personal goals. I mean, I'll ask them, hey, you didn't hit this, why not? Like, what are some things that happened? And then that's kind of what they want me to do to help them in that respect. Yeah, yeah. but at the same time, like if I wanna meet with someone that makes $100 million per year right now, and they're at that next level and I wanna learn from them, like if I'm gonna share my goals with them, I'm gonna set unreasonable goals to a degree because it's gonna push myself to hit that. So they see, okay, he set that goal and he did hit it or here's what he did, he came close. Because they do the same thing. Like everybody everybody I've met that is at that level, like they set these goals and they push themselves. And that doesn't mean they're working 24 seven, right? But they push themselves to hit it, whether it's putting time in or if it's just really developing their skill set in order to get to that next level through practice, you know, that could be speaking, that could be working on something, whatever it might be. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a, it's a good time frame for me to kind of reset some priorities and some goals. And, um, you know, sometimes as a, you know, I'm pretty independent, but I mean, technically I'm, I'm an employee of the Mass Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania agency. And a lot of times it's easy for someone at the employee level to kind of get wrapped up in their boss or their manager's goals and objectives and hopes and dreams. And that might not be mine, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm glad to hear that when you're talking to your um, staff and your team, that some of the conversation is personal. I remember I had a coach at one point, uh, a practice management coach that I've talked to you about a bunch of times, yeah. who we kind of plateaued and we were getting ready for we, we had just kind of run out of gas. He had helped me a lot, but, um, and he was like, he got the impression that I was just kind of telling him what he wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. And he said something interesting to me. He was like, you know, if you want to kind of reset goals, like your goal might be that you want to make X amount of money, but you want to work half of the amount of time. Yeah. You know, like it's not, not everybody wants to, drive and push and you know constantly be focused on growth yeah. and to be able to sit with somebody who's part of your team and understand that and really kind of understand them and what makes them tick yeah everybody can you know be a, a valuable cog in the wheel oh, um yeah but not if they're just kind of following your lead yeah and, you know they've got to buy in themselves they do and everybody has a role i mean when we look at our departments i mean take Take my sister, right, director of operations. I mean, she is extremely organized and makes sure everything remains organized from an operational standpoint that I'm like, hey, we got to do this. Let's move really fast. You know, I know the technical details. Let's go. And she's like, okay, give it, give it to me. I'll look at it. And then she's like, all right, no, you can't do it this way. Here's some things you need to do. And I don't want to say slow down, but make sure that everything is built properly before I just go hit the launch button, the rocket ship, and then it blows up. Like, you can't do that kind of stuff. Um, and I wouldn't do that. I mean, I forced myself to move faster because I used to move like a turtle when it came to decision making. Um, but but she she helps just make sure it's proper. Um, and like our commissions department, going through every single detail as far as compensation um, to our agents. I can for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's 
lot of stuff, but I mean, like they don't have that that drive to say, all right, let's let's you know turn it into a million dollar you know department because they they don't have to. I mean, they've got their role. Now we've got incentives for them as well, but at the same time, the they no their got drive the is to not make any mistakes and just yeah. Have- yeah. And everyone, yeah, I mean, that that has a huge value, too, because you don't want to make a mistake there. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone has a role in that respect. It's just finding who fits what, do you like what you do, and then how do you incentivize the person to really stay and enjoy what they do and enjoy the people they work with. Yeah. That's great, man. Well, I look forward to, you know, continuing to set goals with, with you and your team. Over the next uh, however many years, what's what about anything in between like now and the end of the year? Any kind of targets that you're shooting for or anything you think of specifically? Yeah. So, I mean, we've got a, a handful of goals. So from a, a number standpoint, um, we're going to hit at least five million in revenue. Um, revenue. So not premium. I mean, the premium PUA number is like, but yeah, the PUAs in there, like with the bank owned life insurance, it's too high and it's yeah and, and that's cheating like in my respect like oh i did this much in premium like yeah but it's not it's not yeah and the splits and everything too so in net revenue to us after splits going out to everyone else because we split a lot of business like that five million mark is the goal this year and we're a little behind target but i mean the second year is always a, a good half and we're making some moves so it should be fun trying to hit that. Yeah, definitely. All right, yeah. good luck. I'm here for you, whatever you need, you know. Thanks. Let's Thanks. get a bunch of it over to Mass Mutual. All right, sounds good. Yeah, we'll do the whole rest. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we'll get all, all the way up to five minutes. All right, if anybody has any questions about positioning whole life insurance, cash value accumulation, um, anything along those lines, advanced case design, uh, we're here for you. Steve Parisi and his team are fantastic to work with. Uh, can't speak highly enough about them. I'm Mike Courtney, Mass Mutual Brokerage. We represent Mass Mutual primarily for life, disability, long-term care, fixed annuities. And if any brokers or um, individual clients out there have questions or want to touch base with me or Steve, feel free to reach out. Steve, have a great rest of the week. Nice to see you. And I'll be talking soon. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate your time. Thank you.